Hello, welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. My name is Kat, I'm your host, I'm one of these perpetually uncertain people. And before we get started on today's episode, I just want to remind everybody that I offer one-to-one chat sessions. If you are interested in talking about these topics with me in further detail, picking my brain a bit, um, I offer those on my website. I also have a few books uh, on my website as well that I've written. My most recent one is about self-expression. And in it, I explore some of the things I learned about my own self-expression struggles so that I could be better at doing it, you know, better at expressing myself to people in my life. And yeah, so I compiled that for anybody else who struggles with that as well. So hopefully that can help you if you're interested. That one's been uh, pretty popular lately. So I think a lot of people are probably struggling with self-expression at the moment. So if you're interested in that, you can also find that on my website as well. Um, Also, something I don't often ask for before my episodes start is for ratings and reviews on my podcast. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're watching this on YouTube, if you could follow me, subscribe rather, um, leave some comments, I'd appreciate that. I actually also hit 100K on TikTok this weekend. And because of that, I'm going to offer a discount on my products and services on my website. So I will add that discount code to the show notes uh, whether on YouTube or on my podcast so look out for that it's only going to last for the week I think but yeah if you want to book in with me and you are waiting for it to be a little bit cheaper or you want to buy some of my products this is the time for you to do that okay so this is a topic that did really well on my TikTok back like I don't know maybe February when I made this video now I'm not an expert in love bombing or what it really means in terms of like the medical, I guess, medical, like psychological sense of it. I obviously I'm not a therapist or anything like that. This is just something I've perceived in my own experience with people and in my own behavior at times, you know, and it's because I'm able to get this perspective. I think it makes it easier to understand people a little bit better, have more compassion and also like maintain your own sanity, you know, so you're not looking at the world with these like tinted glasses of hatred of vitriol of like oh people suck and people always do this to me or whatever right so the topic of today's video is a compassionate reframing of love bombing now again i don't know the intricacies of love bombing necessarily and i don't mean the kind of love bombing where it's done with um it's done intentionally with maliciousness behind it right it's not i'm not talking about the kind where it's like intentional manipulation so that somebody can get uh a leg up on you or can make you do things that they want to do or like control you in any way. That's not the kind of love bombing I'm talking about, you know, especially when it comes to like narcissism and all that stuff. I'm talking about it more in the sense where it's unintentional because it might be maybe the way somebody subconsciously thinks that they can get someone to like them. You know, they believe that that's that's the only way that that someone would be infatuated with them if they're love bombing them, if they're showing them so much affection. Or I mean, in the sense that maybe sometimes people are showing other people this much intense affection, you know, putting them on a pedestal because this person that they've put on the pedestal has qualities that the love bomber wishes they had, you know. But I'm going to go into this a little bit more in details for anybody else who's maybe dealt with this kind of love bombing experience, what it might look like, how I experienced it, all that stuff. So to begin with, oftentimes what I've noticed in my own experience, in my own, you know, dating history or whatever, Um, it starts off pretty strong, right? The love bombing starts off quickly. It's in the early stages, a lot of compliments, a lot of, um, you know, wanting to see you all the time, 
you know, just being very um, hyper affectionate. Maybe sometimes you'll get somebody saying like, oh, you're too good for me or, you know, oh, why would you want to date? Something like that, right? To, to make you feel like you're on this higher level than them. Now, I'm sure it feels good at times to, to experience that, but sometimes I think after a while it can be overwhelming, right? Because you're like, well, I'm just a person. Like, I'm not a god. You don't have to put me on this pedestal, right? But when it comes to the love bomber, they don't really realize that, right? Now, what I've understood as I've kind of thought about this and worked on my own perception of it, the reason I want to have a compassionate view of love bombing is because what it says to me, right, when I see somebody love bombing like this, not again, not in a, like a intentional malicious type of love bombing, it says to me that this person is showing the, the love bomby the kind of love attention, affection that they wish they could have for themselves, in a sense. They're putting all this love, affection, attention onto this other person as a way to, you know, express that energy towards somebody. And maybe, you know, if if this person that I'm love bombing is so great and they're on a pedestal, they're so amazing, and they like me, that must mean then that I'm amazing. You know, it's almost like approval by proxy. They're putting all this energy onto the, the other person in a way to kind of return it to themselves rather than just working on their own self-worth and putting it on themselves first, right? And I kind of talked about this topic in a previous video of mine where it's like, if you're the person romanticizing other people, it might say something about you and how you might not feel comfortable showing yourself love or, or maybe it's more like you really like yourself, but you're not allowing yourself to just notice the things you like about yourself. This kind of goes hand in hand, right? Someone who's love bombing, who's so overly affectionate towards somebody else, maybe is seeing qualities in the person that they are love bombing that they wish they could have firstly, right? Maybe they wish they could have those qualities. And so by dating somebody, by, by you know, having someone in their life that has these qualities, that means they then are just as valid or just as worthy because this person likes them now. Or maybe they do see certain qualities in this other person that they have in themselves, that they, that they value, but they're not allowing themselves to just turn that energy onto them just tell themselves, oh, I am worthy. I do like this about me. I'm great. I'm whatever. So they're kind of putting it on to somebody else, you know? And I think the reason, again, the reason I want to make this a compassionate reframing of love bombing is because many of us, myself included, have looked at this kind of behavior in the past and gotten so angry at the love bomber, right? Because you're like, oh, this person, they just tried to manipulate me. They just tried to make me feel great so they could get something from me. And in a sense, yes, in a sense, yes. It is a type of manipulation. Not all manipulation, though, is intentional and it's not always done maliciously. It's just kind of like sometimes we're taught that the only way to get love, affection, attention from other people, you know, whether we're taught this in childhood by our parents, is to do certain things that are manipulative, right? Like people pleasing, for example, is manipulative. You're trying to manipulate somebody to like you, to be nice to you, whatever, by being like by pleasing them, by being a people pleaser towards them, by letting them overstep your boundaries and all that stuff. And while it might feel like if you're a people pleaser, like myself, it might feel like, oh, well, I'm letting them overstep my boundaries. So that means they're the ones winning. They're the ones that have the upper hand because they are, you know, they're just taking so much from me and they're being pleased and all that. It's like, sure. But at the same time, you're also doing that people pleasing to get something in return as well. You're doing actions and behaviors to kind of inadvertently get something from them rather than just doing the vulnerable, you know, thing and asking for what you want, right? Just truly being and expressing, you know, coming back to the 
self-expression handbook that I wrote. The vulnerable thing is expressing what you want, expressing your needs and asking for it without feeling like you have to then do these kind of manipulative behaviors of people pleasing to get it from somebody in return, right? To like, the, the mindset might be, okay, well, I'm going to be really, really nice to them. I'm going to do these, th- these things for them. I'm going to pick up this for them or buy this for them or whatever. And then in return, I'm going to get their thank you or their approval or their love or whatever. You know, the the opposite of that, I think the more, for in my opinion, the more secure thing of, is to just express what you want and ask for it. You know, and either the person says yes or the person says no, but you're clear on the intention. But that's scary because you don't want to hear a yes or a no. You know, you don't want to hear a no. You just, you'd rather be in this like limbo, this middle ground of, but I did this and they didn't give me this, but maybe they'll do this if I do that, you know? And again, I'm not trying to like judge or blame anybody who does this stuff because I don't think it's intentional. I'm a people pleaser myself. I don't do it intentionally. I'm not intentionally trying to manipulate somebody to to give me what I need, you know, whatever validation approval I need. It's subconscious. And obviously, like, I'm working on that now. And so because of that, I understand that it isn't intentional. And I understand that there should be some compassion there because I would want someone to have that compassion towards me if they saw my behavior. I wouldn't want them to think that I'm some sort of like spineless, like with no backbone doing things and having my boundaries crossed to get them to do something for me. Like, that's not how I want people to see me. So when it comes to love bombing, I would hope that people who are not doing it intentionally with malicious intent also don't want to be seen that way necessarily, you know? And so for anybody who's had a love bummer in their life, who has made them feel like they were just manipulating them to get what they wanted, yes, that's valid, right? It is a type of manipulation again, um, but I don't, I don't believe it's always from malicious intent. And so the reframing is that this person who's love bombing you, who's trying to get your affection and attention, whatever, and maybe then pulls away afterwards and leaves you now being like, well, they did all this and now they're not doing it. So they must have been lying this whole time. Sometimes I don't think they are lying. I think in the moment that was their way of getting what they needed, right? Love, affection, whatever, attention. They need it because they're so starved of it. They can't, they don't always know how to give it to themselves. Many of us don't, right? And so they're seeking it in other people. And in the moment, that's the the only way they know how to do that. They, that's the only way they know how to get it is by love bombing somebody else and, you know, seeking it in them through the person's, the, the love bombies then response to being love bombed. Does that make sense? Like they know that in a sense, you know, I'm going to be so kind. I'm going to be so generous. I'm going to be so affectionate and give so much attention and of course, somebody would like that and they would be grateful for it and they would then maybe turn it around on me and do that for me too. And again, I don't think that's always known. I don't think it's always like consciously known, but I think internally we kind of know that, right? Because you want others to treat you the way you treat them and vice versa, right? And so again, I see it more as like something to be compassionate of, sympathetic of, because it's a sign to me that that person is starving of that kind of attention and affection for themselves. That's what it is. It's a sign to me now of that. In the past, it was a sign that they were manipulative, that they were just trying to get something from me, that they were just trying to trick me, that they, you know, they didn't actually care about me. Now I look at it as, oh, okay, this person is struggling, you know, and they don't know how to articulate that. They don't even know how to recognize it in themselves. And they're doing this behavior that could be potentially like mindlessly sometimes, or, you know, they're doing it actively, but they're just 
they don't, you know, it's like sometimes you don't even know that you're doing it until you take a step back and you do some sort of personal growth work and recognize like, oh, wow, this is what I've been doing this whole time, you know? So I just try to have that perspective, not for them, not for the benefit of the doubt for them necessarily, because you might never speak to them again after they love bomb and then pull away, right? It's more for you, for your sanity to know that it's not that they hated you or that they were trying to trick you or manipulate you necessarily. It could be that they were probably just struggling. And so it, most of the time people do things because of their own struggles and not because of you, you know? And one of the things I try to keep in mind is, you know, things, it's a them problem. It's not a you problem. And it's easier to just kind of internalize that and say, no, it's me. They hated me. And I would implore you to not take things so personally. It's something that I tell myself now, don't take it personally. Not everything is personal. And it saved me mentally from having these kinds of breakdowns because if if it's not a personal thing, then okay, so what could it be? Maybe it's a personal thing for them. Like they're struggling with something personally, right? And it's just to help you get yourself out of the headspace of it's an attack on me and you have to be defensive now and you have to have your back up. And people do things sometimes because they don't know how else to cope. They don't know what they're, they don't even understand that they're struggling with something, you know? And so that's why I wanted to offer a reframing of love bombing. It might not even, it might not be at all about you, right? <laughs> and the irony is that like kind of hurts too, because you want it to be about you. You want them to really like you and really care about you and be so obsessed with you. But I think when it comes to like a secure type of relationship and connection, obsession isn't really there. Obsession, I think, again, just my opinion, is very insecure. It's part of an insecure attachment to be obsessed with somebody because it suggests that you are anxious. You don't know whether they'll be there or not. They're going to, you have to hold on to them. You have to make sure that you're always, your attention's always on them because they could just be fleeting. They could be leave you or whatever. Whereas when in a secure attachment, you are comfortable. You're, you're okay either way. You don't need to obsess because whether or not the person decides to stay, you can't force them to stay, obviously. Whether or not they decide to stay, you'll be okay because you have yourself. You have your own back. You are expressing yourself. You are not abandoning yourself for somebody else, right? Like people pleasers tend to do. And it's okay. So there's no sense of obsession there, right? And love bombing kind of doesn't, it's not in the mix really because you don't need the love bombing to maintain a relationship with someone because you're just being authentic. You're being yourself. And whether or not that person wants to stay, doesn't want to stay, you'll be okay either way. Yeah, it'll hurt. You know, it'll be painful, um, but you'll be fine. So you don't need to like desperately hold on to someone by love bombing or by people pleasing. So when I see that, when I see that intense amount of love bombing from someone, I now recognize it as, okay, they're they're struggling with some sort of insecurity when it comes to relationships, when it comes to attachments, when it comes to people wanting them, like they probably fear that people won't want them unless they're giving this, them this much attention. So I see it now as like, okay, it's a them thing. You know, and while sure, love bombing might feel good initially, it's exciting, this person's obsessed with you. I think it's also important to take a step back and say, why are they obsessed with me? Because you might not be obsessed. Like, why would, in a sense, it's like if you're obsessing over someone, why would you be doing that? Right? If you wouldn't obsess over someone, but someone's obsessing over you, it's important to recognize that dynamic and see okay, there's like a difference in behavior. There's a difference in intention here. What's going on? What is it? What could it potentially mean? And uh, would it work for me long-term? Like, is that sustainable? Is that level of attention and affection sustainable? Probably not. So now you can kind of see it as, oh yeah, 
this love bombing will fizzle out because it's not sustainable, because this person is using it momentarily as a way to get some sort of connection, some sort of attention, affection from you. And again, I don't want it to be necessarily a bad thing, like um, a malicious thing. It's just more for you, for you to understand what's going on, to see it for what it is. And yeah, just have sympathy for the person who's doing that, you know, and I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's it's acceptable or it's excusable. No, it's not great. It, it doesn't feel good. It's not good to do that to somebody else, of course. Um, but so that you don't live in this state of hatred towards somebody, have the perspective of they're going through something, you know, they've struggled through something clearly, and it must be much harder for them to have to live in this state of needing to people uh, to love bomb to get love and affection. You know, th that to me is a bit sad. Um, again, not to be like judgmental or like, oh, having pity on people, but it is. It, it's like, um, I see it as something that's kind of sad because they don't know another way. They don't believe in a sense that they can get love and affection without bombarding somebody with it. You know, they, they don't believe potentially that they could just be themselves, that they can just give a, like their normal amount of affection or kindness or whatever in an authentic and genuine way. They don't think that's enough for people to like them. And that's a self-worth issue. That's something that, again, I I want to be sympathetic towards. I want to have compassion for because we all struggle with self-worth issues from time to time, you know? So yeah, I hope this was helpful. I hope it was informative. I hope it offered you a different perspective on love bombing. If you've been love bombed in this way and you know that the person's not malicious, you know that they're not that. You can feel that in them, right? Some people are, for sure. Some people are intentionally trying to manipulate you to get you to do things or act in certain, totally. And those people are not great and definitely not excusable at all. But if it's somebody that you you know, deep down, you know, they're not, they're not that kind of person and yet they acted this way and you're kind of confused because why would they do that to me? What did I do to make, to deserve this, whatever? It's probably not a you problem. It's probably a them problem that they're going through something and you just happen to be caught in the the crossfire or whatever. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope this could just give you a little bit of perspective and a little bit of peace and a little bit of like clarity, a little bit of sanity so that you're not driving yourself crazy wondering why and how did this happen? How could this happen to me? I hate them, whatever. Um, this is something that I've had to work through myself and it's made me feel a lot better, a lot calmer to recognize that we're all just kind of wounded children sometimes, you know, and we act in ways that we don't always recognize and they do hurt people and it's not good. Um, but to not always see it as this person did this to me intentionally because they hate me, right? Because I think that then just perpetuates the sense of you feeling undeserving, that I'm unworthy. Now, people hate me. They do these things because they hate me. Maybe that's not the case at all. Maybe you're great and everything's fine and you, you know, you can continue living authentically as you do and people will act this way because that's just what they are going through or who they are, you know? So yeah, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was informative and I'll be back again next week with another episode.